Benedict XVI has published his apostolic letter called Porta Fidei, or Door of Faith in English. This document officially calls for the Year of the Faith. Hello, thank you for joining us for our first episode of Porta Fidei, a show that takes its name from the apostolic letter issued by His Holiness Pope Benedict XVI, declaring this a year of faith. Our year of faith, of course, began on October 11th, which was the 20th anniversary of the Catechism of the Catholic Church and the 50th anniversary of the Second Vatican Council. Great events in the life of the Church. I want to thank you for joining us. I'm Father Jeff Kirby. And I'm Valerie Soup. I'm the Vicar of Vocations for the Diocese of Charleston. And I'm the Associate Director of Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Charleston. And for our show, what we'll be doing is taking different aspects of our faith, drawn from the Catechism, but applied to our everyday lives, in order to discuss how these aspects of faith can be lived, how we can answer some of our friends who ask us questions about our faith and are perhaps themselves looking for answers so that they can find deeper faith. So we want to thank you for joining us for this first episode. For our first episode, what I'd like to do is go right to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Again, we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of this monumental document in the life of the Church, a great resource for all of us as the Christian faithful to understand what the Church teaches, what Christ has given to us, how we're called to live. So we want to go right to number 27 of the Catechism. The Catechism gives us, in number 27, four principal lessons. But first, let's go and hear from the Catechism, what the Catechism tells us Uh, Number 27, the desire for God is written in the human heart because man is created by God and for God, and God never ceases to draw man to himself. Only in God will he find the truth and happiness he never stops searching for. So, Valerie, right away we see these are some pretty important things here. I think that we could probably draw some some principal points uh, Mm -hmm. from number 27. What would be some of the, the points that you see, particularly in your ministry with young adults, what would be some things you could draw from number 27? Definitely that point where it says the desire for God is written in the human heart. I mean, I think we just see that everywhere, that people have this desire in them that they're constantly searching to fulfill. They're constantly searching for fulfillment. But a lot of times, you know, we'll talk about, oh, searching in all the wrong places, searching for fulfillment, whether it's through work or friendships or other, you know, extracurricular activities, traveling, all these fun things. But I think people are searching for something more. And it seems like there is this desire that is never quite filled. The truth and happiness man is searching for, man can only find that in God. So there's this God-shaped hole in our hearts, if you will. I like that. I like that image of, of a God-shaped hole in our hearts. So this desire written on the human heart, uh, you've, you've seen this in your ministry with the young adults? I have, Father. Um, I think particularly with certain, I can think of certain reverts or converts that I have met who are searching for fulfillment. Maybe some tragic event happens or they find themselves in a difficult situation. That apparent happiness that was there is suddenly not there. And the things that we're offering a sense of fulfillment are no longer providing that fulfillment. And so in the case of a revert, I think maybe the seeds that have been planted there in their childhood are still there. And so you'll find them coming back to the church. And there they find that that God is the only one who can really fulfill 
this desire. And then we also see with converts to the Catholic faith, there was just this hunger for something more that they then come to find in the Catholic Church, that the Catholic faith was able to provide some real answers to hard questions that perhaps the faith that they had been previously practicing wasn't able to offer. You know, we are using this term reverts. And I, I suspect maybe some of our, our listeners might not be familiar with that term. Can you explain? Obviously, we all know the word convert. So then we've coined the term revert to talk about people who grew up in the Catholic Church, but who have since fallen away from the Catholic Church are no longer practicing, but then at a certain point come back to the Catholic Church. So they have, instead of converting to the Catholic faith, they have reverted back to the Catholic faith of their childhood. (laughs) That's excellent. And that certainly illustrates the exact point that we're making, which is that we can so oftentimes convince ourselves that we are happy or that this apparent good is the good. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes it's it's by recognizing those seeds within us, uh, that grace really that's working, that, that's just calling us constantly mm-hmm. uh, back to God. So that first truth about that within each person there is a desire uh, written on his heart uh, for God. And that reminds me, Valerie, of uh, a story some years ago. I was backpacking with some friends through Europe, and, and the group of us were praying the rosary and, and various things. Well, someone saw us and, and they asked us, said, oh, you're, you're young people, you're people of faith. And uh, oh, yes, we are. And they said, well, oh, you're, a reli- you know, you're religious. And I said, well, my response was, well, yeah, it's just like you. And the guy was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not religious. I'm not religious. Said, of course you are. Of course you are. Uh, you're as religious as we are. You just don't exercise it. There is a natural desire for God written in every human heart. Some hearts have decided to act on that desire and to exercise aspects of religion. Of course, religion just means to bind oneself, to allow what we know is our desire to then we commit ourselves to it. You know, so we exercise it. So, so it's just like a muscle. You have a muscle, but you know, some might exercise it, others don't. Well, for some it's flobby and you got to kind of look for it, <laughs> you know, maybe in the midst of like, you know, I don't know, other stuff, you know, like fat or whatever, I don't know. But <laughs> but for other people, they might exercise that muscle is very clear. Well, in the same way in the human soul, there's that same desire. We have this desire for God. And if we exercise it through aspects of religion, it becomes clear and more aware. It helps us to grow as human beings. You know, just as good health helps the body, so good acts of religion help the soul. But, of course, we know a lot of people in our society just seem not to want to acknowledge that. And, of course, we speak about this really revolution that's happening, especially among the young adult community in the Catholic Church. Why is it that the young adult community are returning back to the gospel and and to God? I think they're hungry for truth. I think they're searching for truth. And I think, as I mentioned before, searching for real answers to real questions. And the young adults that we see who are coming back, especially to the Catholic faith, They do not want watered-down, cheesy Catholicism. They want meat and potatoes, Thomas Aquinas, give it to me, (laughs) Catholicism. And they want to think. They want real truth. We can talk about in our society today where there's the problem of relativism and that idea of, well, that can be true for you and this can be true for me and we can have these different truths, but there's no one absolute truth which in and of itself, that statement is an absolute truth. So already the logic is faulty. The young adults that we are seeing, as you said, this kind of revolution in the young adult community, these young adults coming back to the faith, I think are just tired of relativism and are rejecting it and are able to recognize in their own experience in their hearts that, no, I know in my being that there is an absolute truth and I want to know what that is and who that is. That's excellent, Valerie. And what I especially like is, how you describe that they're tired mm-hmm. of relativism. You know? yes. And isn't it so often true that if we 
we look at relativism and, and really the denial of, of religious faith, among many things, that ultimately it is just tiring. And I think the young adult community, which can be very vibrant and very alive, they realize that not only is relativism tiring, it's also boring. (laughs) 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 Do you know what I mean? Like to live only for oneself. After a while, that just gets very self-enclosed, very boring, really just very lifeless, empty. Mm. Mm. And of course, we see the consequences of that in our society. And I think the young adult community that, as you were saying, to have this desire for this change and have a desire to acknowledge some things that maybe other generations have not been able to, there's got to be more than this. You know, there is a there is a greater narrative other than the one that I'm just giving myself. You know, mm-hmm. I want something more. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and this show, of course, Porta Fidei, named after the apostolic letter of the Holy Father, a calling for this this year of faith. And really what we're doing is we're talking about number 27 of the catechism. Of course, our, our show is going to try to take parts of the catechism. Of course, it's, it's 20th anniversary being marked by this year of faith and apply it and show how it can be applied uh, to our everyday life. So I want to go back on uh, number 27 tells us, first of all, that the desire for God is written in, in every human heart. We've, we've talked a little bit about that. But then it goes on to say, and I think this is kind of where, you know, we're kind of rocking mm-hmm. the boat a little bit, that man was made by God and for God. Okay, mm-hmm. now, now that can be quite a challenge. Again, in my, my own ministry, I'm reminded of just as a priest, oftentimes traveling, and it seems like it happens especially on airplanes. I think that God has a special ministry for <laughs> airplanes, you know, so someone, you see the Roman collar, or if I'm saying my prayers, or if I have a rosary or something, and, and the people come up and they say, oh, are, are you... Are you a priest? And, oh, yes, I am. I love that question, too. Father, you a priest? <laughs> no, I just dress like this. you know. Like, no, but um, but say, yes, of course, I'm a, I'm a priest. So how can I help? And, and so oftentimes people ask that question, you know, like, how can a reasonable, normal-looking person mm-hmm. believe in God? Just that by God, for God, I mean, you'd like to go to what it means to be a human being. Do you want to be loved? Do you want to love? Do you want to believe in someone and, and be believed in? Do you want to have hope? Do you want to be a grateful person and give gratitude? Do you want to make a sacrifice and know that it's a noble sacrifice and, and know that other people are going to sacrifice for you? Mm. Do you know? Well, none of these things can be explained by this world. Yeah. None of these. These all pertain to what we would call our spiritual powers. Mm. You know, they're connected to our soul. Uh, this is Father Jeff Kirby. This is Valerie Soup. And you are joining us for Porta Fidei. We are continuing our discussion on the year of faith declared by our Holy Father, and especially number 27 of the Catechism. So, Valerie, what do you think about that by God, for God? What is your experience with that? I love St. Irenaeus, one of our early church fathers, and he has this quote where he would say, God doesn't need us. And I remember the first time I heard that, and I was like, wait. It was a little jarring at first, the first time I heard that. Because we're the center of the universe. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. He doesn't need me? Does that mean he doesn't love me? But it's like, no, actually quite the opposite. Because when we look at the God of the Bible, the true God, he doesn't need us. So that begs the question, well, why did he make us? If we can't add anything to him, then if he doesn't need us, why did he create us? And so the only answer can be out of a sheer act of love. So when I thought about that statement that we were created by God and for God, that being created for God part, I kind of answer that by thinking about, yes, God doesn't need us. The only reason he created us is because he loves us. And so our purpose here is just to receive that love 
my mind goes to the first chapter of St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, mm-hmm. where that beautiful description of, of God's plan and our invitation in Christ to be a part of that plan. And, and the summary of that is we talk about the catechism. Number one of the catechism, the first word of the catechism, God. <laughs> okay, you just gotta love that, right? Then it goes on, God infinitely perfect and blessed in himself yeah. in a plan of sheer goodness. Mm. Like, that's not just... Wow, I mean, that's got to mm-hmm. make you feel good. If any of our mm-hmm. listeners today are having a bad day, <laughs> that should warm you up. Okay, that should put a smile on your face. God, infinitely perfect and blessed in himself in a plan of sheer goodness. And that plan is what brought about our creation and what brings about our salvation, that God just so loves and, and desires us. And I think that part is definitely summarized that God was made by us and for us. Of course, we're talking about number 27 of the Catechism. It goes on, though, to say that God never ceases Mm. to draw man to himself. And I have found that in my own discipleship, in my ministry as a priest and uh, in vocations work and and among all the different groups, whether it's our seniors in the church or our young adults or our adults and families, or whether it's our teenagers and so on, that man will always search for God. But the problem with our search is we always want to make the limits and the terms and the conditions for that search. But the realization that the radical claim which our Jewish ancestors first received from God and which we have found exemplified in Jesus Christ is that we might search for God, but more importantly, mm-hmm. God is searching for us. Yeah. You know, that God is the one who is looking. You know, He is uh, like that woman searching for the coin in the house. He is the one who has sold all things in order to receive that treasure. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, so what about that God never ceases to draw man to himself? Of course, that's uh, number 27. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, Father, that's a great question. And again, I am Valerie Soup. And I'm Father Jeff Kirby. And we are here for our first episode of Porta Fidei, where we're talking about the year of faith that the Holy Father has called. And so Father was asking me, as we're looking at number 27 in the Catechism, God never ceases to draw man to himself. I remember being a kid, and I would sometimes I would just think about, okay, the solar system, the universe beyond, the sun, the stars, all the animals in the ocean and how deep it goes and how we don't even know what's all in there and all of these things. And I would just try to think about how big the universe is and then think about the God who created that is interested in me and that act that he's not just out there and we have to find him, but that he's constantly seeking us and pursuing us as a lover pursues the beloved. I've seen that in my own life, things that I can point to and say, God is clearly after me. And doesn't that just put it all in perspective <laughs> in the sense of as we're celebrating this year of faith, what what is faith most essentially and, and at its most elementary level is faith is the response mm. to that searching of God. Mm. You know, that God can force us to love him. God can make us, God can wipe us out if he wants. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's almost funny to think about that in light of a loving God, but but he has that power. Yes. You know, like Oh, we have nothing over God, you know. And yet in the midst of all that, that he would break through all that and mm. desire us. And, and faith is the first response of an open heart saying, Lord, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll let you in. Uh-huh. You know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I've, I've tried everything else. Yeah. I, I want to see what you can do. You know, yes. so as we oftentimes say, you know, the gospel has never been tried and found wanting. Mm but has always wanted to be tried, mm. you know, and, and that is, of course, a powerful expression. And, and to any of our listeners, as we 
talk about the Catechism of the Catholic Church, as we talk about the truths of faith, as we talk about most essentially this year of faith, what an opportunity for each of us, for me, for you, Valerie, for, for all of us, you know, no matter where you are with or in your, in your relationship with God, this year of faith is an invitation mm. first given by God, manifested in his son, Jesus Christ, by his cross and resurrection and echoed through the church throughout time. And that year, this year of faith calls us all back. So if anyone, if, if you're away from the church, uh, I want to invite you back. Valerie invites you back. She's much, she's much nicer than <laughs> I, I am. Do. Do you know? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we want to invite you back. If, if you're in the church, but maybe somehow your faith has just become Sunday Mass, you know, um, there's so much more. Mm. There's so much more. Or maybe there are struggles or difficulties in your life and, and moral things or health things or financial things or so on. Uh, God has an answer. You know, God has an answer. And that last part of number 27, that basically says that, that we will only find the truth and the happiness that we look for in God. Valerie, what do you think about that? Even when you have so many blessings in your life and things are going well and you have wonderful friendships and relationships and, you know, you have a great job and all these things, I think you can still see that there's still just something more. There's still this desire there, as we talked about. And when you come to know God and come to not just know about him, but actually know him through having a relationship with him, talking with him. When you really know God, then it just fulfills that ultimate desire and that there is this ultimate answer of truth and happiness that you know, and that realization that truth is not just something to be known, but that truth is a person. Truth isn't just this thing out there that we can know, but that truth is a person. I think another beautiful picture of that. So I said, if you have all these things great in your life, but you don't have God, you still feel longing. But then another thing that illustrates this point is I've had the opportunity to travel to some parts in the world that are really poor. And I have met people who are just in total abject poverty, but yet they know Christ and they are joyful because in God, they are fulfilled and they have that truth and they have that happiness, that true happiness that comes from knowing that they are loved by a good God and knowing that all they have to do in this life is just open themselves up. St. Irenaeus, again, would say the glory of God is man fully alive. And man being fully alive is fully accepting God's love and being animated by that love and sharing that love with others. That when we accept the truth and the happiness that can be found in God, those two radical assertions that can so help us in, in the contemporary world, which is at first, we're not alone. Mm. <laughs> you know, there's so many people that feel so isolated and removed and, and rejected or yeah. whatever, you know, at first, we're not alone. And, and secondly, there's a way out. Mm. You know, so many people feel stuck, whether Trapped. it's exactly, you know, with, with meaning or in a sin or just with the boredom of secularism or the tiredness of uh, relativism. Uh, they, they just... They, they they feel stuck, trapped, exactly. And, and the truth that there is a way out. You know, and, and both of those lead us then to once again examine, well, what can God contribute to this? What, mm-hmm. how, how can Jesus Christ help me? You know, and as you were saying, Valerie, the glory of God is man fully alive, echoing uh, Irenaeus. I love that. That's just, again, one of those ones that just lift the heart, you mm-hmm. know, and the realization that in Christ, God can show me 
who I really am. Mm. You know, sin does not define us. Death does not have the last word. That in Christ we see our dignity as sons and daughters of God. You know, this year of faith is an incredible opportunity. Our show's name, uh, Porta Fide. I'm Father Jeff Kirby. Valerie Soup. And of course, the title Porta Fide. We've been saving the best for last. Uh, that is a Latin expression uh, taken from the writings of Saint Paul, and it simply means door of faith. And our show is an attempt to open that door of faith for ourselves in our own discipleship, for you in, in your discipleship, if, if it can be a help to you. So we hope that you continue to join us for our episodes of Porta Fide. Again, we'll be taking parts of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. We'll be applying them to our everyday life, seeking to find ways in which we can live better and more deeply the faith given to us by the Church of Faith in Jesus Christ, God made man, a faith in God our Father, who loves us and never ceases to pour his blessings upon us. This is Father Jeff Kirby. You can reach me at charlestonvocations.com as well as on Facebook, also Charleston Vocations. Hope you visit our website or visit us on Facebook. Thanks. And this is Valerie Soup. You can reach me at the website catholicyoungadultsofsc.com. That's catholicyoungadultsofsc for South Carolina.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. And now if you please join us in our closing prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your blessings which you bestow upon your children in this life. We thank you especially for the gift of your Son. We thank you for the opportunity of salvation given in him. We ask you, Father, to open the doors of our heart. We ask you to help us and give us the grace of faith that we might turn to you in all things and in all ways and always seek your blessing. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.